Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 102 of the Back Into Podcast. Uh, this is the only podcast that has a timeshare on Themyscira. Ha! Oh. We're not allowed to go, but we Yeah, none of us really, are allowed to go. It's no, a great investment. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want a really inexpensive vacation, it's the most difficult thing to go to, but man, the view. Let us know. Because we'll we can hook you in on a little deal here. Little scheming, little pyramid scheming. Uh, Do you think they would think I'm like Samson's like younger fat brother? <laughs> but the Samson still isn't let on there. Why, that's the hairiest woman we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce us, Greg, please. Before, before we get tangled up in the lasso of truth, which is a bad idea for this podcast, let's go ahead and see uh, who's joining us this evening. <laughs> And of course, the first one is David Beard of Venice. I can't cast that here. You really can't, buddy. You really can't. <laughs> oh, uh, TV's Casey. Great Hera. Jay's Mac. I'm wearing sunglasses. Nobody can tell me to take them the fuck off. <laughs> take them the fuck off. I just told you. You don't have to listen, but I told you. Uh, I'm not listening. I'm a douchebag tonight. <laughs> and Doc Chris. I drive an invisible jet. Hey, and I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast or new to Comic Book Club, uh, every time there is a major uh, comic book movie that is about to be released, uh, re read a whole Invisible Jet's worth of comics so uh, you can listen and have some sort of knowledge of the character before you you know go out and see the movie with your friends and your families and all that. Um, this Friday, which is actually right now, actually on Friday, we're doing some early releases, right? Uh, some people are actually seeing the Wonder Woman movie, which is super highly anticipated and is actually probably going to be the most well-received DC Extended Universe movie ever. Um, yeah, it is. Which, you know, isn't really saying too much, but I digress. Uh, we're here to help you learn a little bit more about Wonder Woman before you jump in so you have a little bit more of a, a ground-level understanding of the character and maybe some of the ins and outs and, and maybe have something to think about for maybe a sequel or what you would like to see. Um, let's lasso these fine gentlemen up and talk about the comics. Um, we all read a different, uh, different story arc from a different era of Wonder Woman, uh, some closer together than others. Uh, we're going to start off in chronological, chronological order with uh, Dave, who read something from the 80s. Dave, what did you read? So in my, in my run, uh, Wonder Woman's a kung fu master who lost all her powers. No, I, I kid. Um, <laughs> although that did happen, for those of you who don't know, and that's all I know. Um, just full disclosure, before we go any further... I knew not much about Wonder Woman going into this. I just knew that she was from Thermoscura. She can take on Superman. And that's about it. That's all I really knew about Wonder Woman. Just full disclosure. Um, so it uh, it takes place in the 80s. And it really gives you a backstory of Wonder Woman. Or at least a reimagining of her Wonder Woman's backstory. And basically all the um, Amazons from Thermoscura... How are women that were slain at one point or another throughout history. And in the way the story begins is basically like all the gods in Greece talking about how like man doesn't worship him anymore and man's like first intention is to like betray the gods or leave the gods or what have you. And Ares is like, no, nah, we must conquer the gods because we're gods and that's all men understand. So basically a few of the gods kind of break away. They go to the, the gods are Zoidberg? Ares is Zoidberg. Ares is Zoidberg. Okay. 
I want to so, find the yeah, world. <laughs> what Look about global. Aries? What about Aries? What's going on, Wonder Woman? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's a war. Hooray. I broke your television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I didn't bring any money. You're ruining so, um... him for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's so Hooray. scary. He's got like a like a ghoulish voice. It's oh, like... I'm terrified. Zoidberg? So, Nobody no, can Zoidberg. That's a ghoulish voice. A Zoidberg voice is a ghoulish uh, voice. No. <laughs> so the movie along so Casey doesn't have an aneurysm. Um, Too late. When we see Billy West in the credits of the Wonder Woman movie, yeah. we'll be mad at all of you. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Eric... So basically, Ares is like, man only understands <laughs> war, and we must, you know, destroy them and be their gods and rule them. Blah, 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 blah. So some of the gods, you know, kind of don't do that. They go to Hades, they go to the River Styx, and they go to a part where basically in Gaia's cradle, there's like all the souls of women who were slain like unnaturally over like the eons. And they said, these will be the, what we will create are like our messengers for man. So the man, so like humans can worship us again. So basically, all these souls kind of like rain down to rain down to Earth and stuff like that, and they all come out later. Blah, blah blah. Except one remains. One soul remains. Flash forward a couple thousand years, and Hercules wants to take down the the, the Amazons because he's Hercules. That's what Hercules does. Sure. You know, even in Greek mythology, Hercules was a prick. If you read it, um, if you read like the Od- not the Odyssey, but some of like the stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Fuck Kevin um, Sorbo. Yeah, he's a dick. He killed his own best friend who was a centaur just because he thought he was fucking his woman even though he cheated on everybody. Fucking asshole. Anyway, so... What a loose grasp you have. Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Hercules is a dick. I don't care what anyone says. Look, okay. You take that back to Windrock. centaur tried to rape his wife, bro. It looked... Okay, I'll give you that. He did, but still, you know, like... Anyway, I digress. Yeah. So, Hercules goes... And he tries to like raid the Am- where the Amazons are, and the Amazon and the lead Amazon, um, Casey, what's her name? The the Queen of the Amazons. Yeah, she has a specific name. Hippolyta. You Hippolyta. Mean Thank you, Mom. So Hippolyta, she's like, uh, we should not fight. I can best do in combat. Let's not do that. They end up like, you know, Hercules is like, all right, cool, you best me in combat. Let's not do this. That night, Hercules drugs her. All the men like raid the Amazons, and they just get. Literally, without like without mixing words, they literally get raped and pillaged, pretty much. Um, Queen of the Amazons rises up. She says, that's not cool. Kicks all their asses, gets them out of there. And then, like, basically, Aphrodite puts them on Themyscira. She helps them, like, go there through, like, help of, through the help of um, Poseidon, pretty much. So they're there. Finally, like, she's like, uh, I'm missing something, whatever. And then, like, um, her oracle's like, that's your daughter. You know, that's who, that's who you're missing the most, your daughter. That's where, like, um, Wonder Woman comes up. So, basically, Wonder Woman, at this point, she take, it takes place in the 80s. Um, just finished the backstory. It takes place in the 80s. It's in, like, the pinnacle of the Cold War, basically. 1987. Yep. So, it's right there. Iron Curtain hasn't fallen. In fact, the Iron Curtain is probably stronger than ever. And shit's going down. Um, Ares is basically hatched a plot and he has like fingers in every single like not dictator but like general that has access to like war machines has access to nukes all over the world at least through like Russia and in the United States to make them go to war pretty much um, Wonder Woman gets there she has to go through a trial through the gods because the gods can't fight this alone so they need like one of Thermos Hero's like best warriors Wonder Woman fights She's the best warrior. They test her will. They test her skill. And it's like, you're the one that has to save the Amaskir. You're the one that has to save gods. You're the one that has to save Olympus. And save the entire world. Um, 
So she gets to Earth. She's fighting in Boston. She fights like this thing called. I mean, I'm skipping ahead. Trust me, but she skip. She basically fights this thing called. Uh, uh, I forget her name, but she makes everything rot pretty much. She's like a, a, the, the daughter of like a child of a Gorgon, basically, the child mm-hmm. of Medusa. Um, everything she touches either rots or ages. It's kind of pretty pretty dope, actually. Um, Wonder Woman fights her, and of course they're gods. So it's not like they're fighting like secretly in a back alley. They're fighting like in the open in a city. Like they don't care. Um, people get word of like this woman who's like fair skin who fought like this evil demon. They're like, what do we call her? So basically, the Boston Globe or the news calls her Wonder Woman. They just na- aptly named her that. They're like, well, they're Superman. We can't call her Superwoman or Supergirl because that's not serious. Let's call her Wonder Woman. So basically. I skipped my head way too far. Um, That's all right, Dave. Roll with the punches. I'm wrong with it. Roll with the punches. So basically, um, Wonder Woman meets this doctor, or actually this historian at uh, Yale, pretty much, or Harvard, sorry, Mm -hmm. um, who knows about ancient Greek culture and knows all the stuff that um, Wonder Woman needs to figure out. Wonder Woman has a talisman that the daughter of Ares gives her that basically is going to tell whatever plan he's going to do to basically destroy the world. Takes it to her. She looks at it. She's like, hey, this is kind of weird. This is ancient writing. You're speaking ancient Greek. I can speak ancient Greek, which I thought was genius because I thought they're going to take a cheat. I didn't expect that at all. I thought they were going to do a cheesy route where Wonder Woman like magically speaks English. No, she speaks ancient Greek. So when she gets to Boston, no one can understand her. Not that you can understand anyone from Boston anyway, but hey, in hey, this hey, case. Hey, 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 hey. I'm wicked offended by to- that statement. You just have to imagine R's at the end of the words, and then it's like, it's fine. It's fine. Do the Mark Wahlberg, Greg. Do the Mark Wahlberg, Greg. Come hey, on. Come on. Hey, I just, I just can't do it on command like that, guys, all right? It's just, <laughs> I just can't. I think I just found a transformer. So how do you mother for me? <laughs> Jason's like, I'm Canadian. I don't care. So. <laughs> I'm trying to be as so like- as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's style. <laughs> Can oh we point out how, how well Diana rocks flannel for like a, a fair bit in this in, for like two issues? Yes, Casey, yeah, let's like, talk about dude, that. not even two issues, like maybe two panels or two pages, <laughs> not even that much. But it looks so good on her. Like when she wears like normal clothing, it looks pretty fucking cool, man. Just right, right over her little swimsuit armor. Yeah. And it's just, ah, uh, and it's just like, I liked like the, like the, the relationship she has with like this professor because the professor speaks Greek, can speak with her a little bit and, the, and this professor like teaches her English. But because of that, like, I mean, obviously the professor touches that little talisman thing what kind of links her to Wonder Woman or Diana. Um, but it's a cool relationship between the two. Like they actually become like, obviously they say it because it's what the Amazon say to each other, but they call each other like sisters, like through the whole thing. Yeah. And it's kind of cool how they're like linked. And the professor, obviously it's comic book magic, but the professor, she could have easily ran away and freaked out after seeing the talisman. And she's like, nah, this is actually kind of cool. You mean something. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to bring you to my home and give you clothes and food and things. And, um, yeah. So basically that's where the whole like, like demon thing came from. Like that basically like destroyed, uh, or like was like basically would rot everything it touches. Mm-hmm. So now her name is decay, by the way, decay. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think of the name. What's her name? Oh, man. She, like, rots things. <laughs> she, like, rots stuff. <laughs> it's really it, not too off the mark. Uh, shitty Queen Midas. Yes. That's it. <laughs> it could have been Fester also. Fester means to Fester. rot. You know? So. No, yeah. The Adams family. Yeah, I was going to say. That's Chris exactly. Sorry. 
I was looking at the cover like on the floor. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna use that. That that'll help me. Anyway, <laughs> I've been caught. So <laughs> basically, um, at this point in time in the story, uh, Captain Steve Trevor has been framed for murdering a colonel. Oh no! Much. Not Chris Pine. So everyone's after him. Even though it was part of a plot of Ares to destroy the Amazons at Themyscira using a bomb that was on his jet that he was piloting, um, which was thwarted by Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman obviously. Um, it was part of that whole plot. He escaped out of it, and then you come to find out that Ares is like the puppeteer behind all these people that are doing these things. Like they sure. do his bidding, and they just disintegrate into like... It kind of looks like in the... the Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they open the Ark of the Covenant, and their faces just melt like... Nice. Same exact thing, kind of. Nice. The thing that I love about, like, Ares in Wonder Woman comics is he's, like, the Lex Luthor for Wonder Woman. Like, you never... Like, sometimes you can trust him, but usually you can't. But he's always just, like, trying to dick Wonder Woman over, and not in a fun way. Wonder Woman, you can trust me. And when he gloats, he knows how to gloat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Look at my... He knows how to gloat. Well, like in the story, like in this story, especially that like there's a part where he is fighting Wonder Woman, like at the in the end of the comic, and he's just like, like Case was saying, gloating, and he's like beating the shit out of her, pretty much, and he's saying stuff like, you know, I have woven men into what I want to woven to. They'll they'll fight each other over anything, even something as minuscule as their color of skin. It's like, fuck, <laughs> like he really knew how to pull the strings and do whatever he had to do just to make people do what he needed them to, just to use them as the puppets and tools as a. As they are. Well, you know what they say. War. War never it's, changes. War oh, never changes. Are going to do the quote from uh, Hot Shots Part 2? No. I'm going war. with Ron Perlman. It's fantastic. Oh, God. And my cat wants to be part of the podcast. So, um... As it does, usually. Yeah, she's just really... She just knows when I'm on. Yeah, man. Anyway. So... Basically, like... Steve and Trevor get saved by Wonder Woman. Wakes up in the hospital. Punches out a colonel. You know, punches out a nurse, which I thought was kind of funny. Escapes, finds his assistant, um, Betsy, what was her name? Fuck. Casey, help me out here. What's the... What? Steven Trevor's uh, assistant. Uh... Who cares? Not important. So Steve Steve Trevor is probably like the most crucial, unimportant character in Wonder Woman history. (laughs) (laughs) And his assistant is, 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 I would assume, no offense to her, but even less so. I'll say like he didn't do much in the comic. I mean, he did. He did do a lot. Like there's a part at the end of the last comic where all the soldiers are part of like Ares will are like kind of like zombies almost. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're coming back basically to stop Wonder Woman from like launching a nuke or stop them from like stopping them from launching a nuke. Yeah. And like he's just got his machine gun and he's just like firing at them, doing whatever. But what I liked was they didn't do I didn't get too far into the end, but from what I can saw, they didn't do anything cheesy where she needed a guy to help her out. She needed a man to help her out. She did everything on her own. She fought like everybody on her own and kicked ass she's yeah. punching out of her weight class she's fighting a god for crying out loud she fought like she fought like two gods pretty much she fought like her his sons um or one of his sons um the snake guy what's his name is uh theme no demos i forgot his name but he's like the god of like snakes or something like that she De- fought him De- demos is the god De- of fear um so it wasn't demos it was the other one it was like the one like it was his brother that phobos. she fought she cut his phobos thank you Cut his fucking head off with her tiara, which I thought was fucking baller. Like, 
they're fighting. He gets his hair like to come alive, and he starts wrapping around her. And they're snakes. So he starts biting her. So she's like, I'm going, you know, I'm like going unconscious. I can only one thing. She takes her chair off and she throws it. And all I could imagine is like in 300, where it's like his aim, her aim, perfect, and it cuts his like fucking head off, dude. It was like fucking awesome. <laughs> nice. I know there's a lot of fucks in there, but dude, it was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Um, cool. Did you learn anything new about Wonder Woman in your readings oh my- or? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Like, um, well, what's, what's the I'm not one sure. Thing that stands out? Just the fact that she's like was born from like a just a dead ba- a dead child basically. Like the queen of the Amazons was killed in the Stone Age. She was pregnant when she was killed, so she gets reincarnated. But her child does not till the time was right, and that child that gets reincarnated is Diana, Wonder Woman, which. I just never knew. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, they're all just reincarnations, and she's the most reincarnated of them all. Like, a recarded, like, like, innocent, basically. You know? And it was pretty... Pretty cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just thought that was amazing. Or, like, um, that the fact that her lasso was truth was, like, forged by the gods themselves. Like, just for her specific purpose. I thought it was something that she just kind of had, or it was a... Nice. You know, I just never knew it was actually Forge. I was like, there's so much about this character I didn't know until I read this story. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of it was rewritten for the times. I'm not, I mean, you guys know better than I would if it was, that's how it kind of originally was written back in the day, back when Wonder Woman was first created. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, uh, like I said, all I knew about her was she was like from Themyscira, she's an Amazon, and she can fight Superman. That's all I really knew. Nice. Um, like, yeah, I didn't know, like, her like her gauntlets or, like, her braces were given to her by, like, the gods to block stuff. Um, I thought she was bulletproof, to be honest with you. I thought she was, like, Superman in that respect. I didn't know she actually needed those mm-hmm. to block gunfire. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, like, you know, I'm thinking kind of, like, almost, like, Greek god-ish, where it's, like, I didn't think, like, any, like a demigod-ish, like, kind of Hercules or Achilles or whatnot, where... I didn't think anything could actually pierce her skin unless it was built by the gods. I didn't. I didn't know like you can actually hurt her with earth weapons. Yeah, nice. You know, like yeah, a yeah. gun. A random gun can fucking hurt her. Yeah, that's a lot you learn. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, dude, I enjoyed it. Like, I'm really glad you guys gave me this, and like the style it's written in reminded me a lot of. Um, obviously, it's the time frame, but it reminded me a lot of the Dark Knight Returns. Almost the exact same style, even with like the news broadcast, it was exactly the same. How they popped everybody up. Interesting, very interesting. Um, brings us to my reading. I read something this week for Comic Book Club. Um, some of us do, some of us I don't. This one was uh, mine was in two thousand and two, and um, it's called uh, Hikatea. And I, I'd already read it, full disclosure, before, but it had been a while, and I forgot about it until Casey reminded me, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" The excuse to read this, this is. Great. I mean, you look at you look at any list of like the best Wonder Woman stories yeah, of all time. There. This one might be at the top. Yeah. So um, the whole basis for mine, and I'll, I'll keep it brief because it it was a brief comic. It was like eighty pages, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. It wasn't a, a, a long read. Um, so essentially there's this, um, girl running around killing dudes and Batman's on her tail and he's just like trying, he'd been trying to catch her this whole time. She idolizes Wonder Woman. Uh, Hmm. so she tracks Wonder Woman down and invokes the Hikatea, which essentially if Wonder Woman accepts means that this woman is under the protection of Wonder Woman, no matter what. 
Interesting. Um, and obviously, at this point, Wonder Woman doesn't know what this woman did. She just sees this, you know, like kind of young woman. She's probably, I would say, twenties, maybe thirties at most. Pretty, pretty young. Um, sees her in distress. So she says, I'll help. And you actually get a little bit of a sense of uh, pride from Wonder Woman. because She never really questions, why are you invoking Hecatea? She doesn't like look at the signs. And this is referenced in hindsight through narration. She goes, yeah, I just kind of like accepted this. And there's these three, um, I don't know what you would call them. Um, these three like witches outside essentially. And they're kind of watching Wonder Woman and they only really show up once this girl or this woman shows up. So Diana naturally assumes, oh, they must be what's causing, uh, I think her name was Daniela or Danny or something like that. Uh, this must be causing this young woman all this grief and stuff is like these like creatures following her around. So she makes sure that this woman and like like the Hikatea is crazy, right? Because not only is she under Wonder Woman's protection, uh, but Wonder Woman has to treat her like like a valued like Ritz Carlton guest, <laughs> like the best service. Like here, take my bed, please. Are you hungry? Eat all that I have to offer. Like just please, just be comfortable. And in return, this woman has to be Wonder Woman's servant, essentially has to do pretty much what she says, but neither, it's kind of a rule that neither of them can really take advantage of it. So Wonder Woman can't be like, go kill that person for me. It, it would right. be breaking the code. And, um, you know, like this this girl can't be like, give me $4 million, rob a bank for me. Like it, it breaks the code. Um, so while she's sleeping, Wonder Woman goes outside and sees the witches and she's like, y'all bitches leaving her alone. And they're like, well, we're not here. They're, they're like the equivalent of they have like a giant bucket of popcorn. And they're just like, we're not here for that. We're just here to watch the show. So like when Roman's just like, wait a minute. If you're not harassing her, who is? And shortly after that is when um, Batman shows up at her doorstep and says, you're harboring a fugitive. She's coming with me. Uh. And Wonder Woman's like, well, no, she's not. She's under my protection. And Batman's like, I don't care whose fucking protection she's under. She killed three or four dudes, cold blood. She's coming with me. She's on the run. I've been looking for her for a very long time. I'm not leaving here without her. So then they pretty much get into a brawl. Because Wonder Woman, um, the big thing about this is, too, is these witches are watching and waiting for Wonder Woman to fuck up. Because the second she does, they have every right to attack her and kill her. Wonder Woman or the Wonder Woman. Danielle? Really? They don't care about Danielle. They want Wonder Woman. They don't give a shit about Danielle. Uh, they're only using her as a means to an end, essentially. So they get into this, like, Batman and Wonder Woman get into this, like, pretty good brawl. If there was more pages, it would be a lot more in-depth. But it's, you know, it's it's like a dude with toys versus an Amazon and warrior. Like, this is... We should also point out the setting for this comic is in a Themyscirian embassy in oh, New yep. York a yep. across the street from Central Park. Yep. Oh, it's fucking great. Mm. Um, so... Oh, so th at this point, Themyscira is already, like, a thing. People know about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, this like, Wonder Woman at this point is very well established. She's a UN mm. ambassador. Yeah. Oh, she, okay. um, she, she actually, there's a, there's a line, which is, I thought was pretty, pretty funny is she goes, uh, the only pop problem I think you said was the public service or public identity is the public. Cause she like, you know, she's flying, she touched down. Everyone's like, Oh man, Diana, Wonder Woman, I love you. 
Steve, let me get your autograph. This is great. And she's like, yeah, cool. You know, signing things. And you see Danielle in like the background, kind of just hanging out. And um, Wonder Woman like even remarks that like, you know, this this girl is like great at just like blending into a crowd. She sticks out, but she also blends in really well. And she had one of those like she had like really short hair, kind of like almost like a like an alt rock kind of look to her, too. Um, it turns out and I did gloss over this. Um, they find out, I mean, Wonder Woman kicks Batman's ass, essentially. Uh, Batman kind of retreats for a little bit. And this whole time, Danielle's like, you never asked me what I did. You never asked me why I did it. You never asked me. You never asked me. So finally, um, she's like, all right. Like she actually, Danielle ties herself up in the lasso of truth and says, ask me what I did. Huh. And, you know, we, we learned that, um, Danielle had a younger sister who they think they're from Mississippi or Missouri, somewhere down south. And they went to um, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, no, New York. They went to New York to like pursue a career, her younger sister. And when she got there, she didn't really have any money. So she got tangled up with the wrong guys who then, you know, were like, all right, yeah, we'll give you like maybe a little bit of money. Just take a little pictures here. So she takes the pictures. The pictures lead to other things. Uh, And before you know it, she's a drug addict and she's dead. She's a whore. She's a drug addict and she's dead. So Daniela comes seeking revenge. And the guys who she's been killing have been those that were responsible for the death and corruption of her sister. So she did have noble intents, and this is where we learn that she idolizes Wonder Woman and, like, learned the ancient ways of, like, the Hecate and all this stuff um, just to get her protection from Batman, essentially. Um, Fast forward to they're fighting again, Batman, Wonder Woman. Batman tries to invoke the Hecate with Wonder Woman (laughs) for, like, some sticky, and she's just like... She's like, I don't have to accept this, you idiot. Like, he's trying to he's trying to be real clever about yeah. it. He is. Yeah. Like, like he didn't realize that she could say no. So his thing was like, you know, if he invokes Hecatea, she can't hurt him either. So he could take Danielle away. Um, Danielle ends up committing suicide. Oh. Yeah, she Whoa. she you jumps know, off. What a downer. <laughs> Yeah, she she jumps off and with her. So the thing with Hecatea too is, um, if she dies, she gets hurt. Wonder Woman's fucked unless Wonder Woman gets released from the Hecatea. So uh, Daniela kind of sees what she's had done. She sees friends kind of like fighting each other, battling, and she's like, "This is not how it's supposed to be." Just <laughs> dives to her, her doom with her her dying words. She says, "I release you to Diana," and releases the whole thing. Um, Jesus. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it ends. I would think that Batman would know that that little tiny detail where she has to accept it. That seems like. Um, I don't know. Well, I thought so that was something he would know. So the, the way they kind of. Like, this is the thing about Batman and, and comics in general is Batman is the best in his book and Justice League. Right. Anything with Bat Family mm-hmm. and Justice League, he's the best. However, you put him in someone else's book, he is not going to be the best. They're going to like ah. make some excuse as to why he's not. So um, they said he did the readings, and he just like I think they said he read it in like the original ancient Greek or something like that, and he just misinterpreted the the story. So <laughs> it was some lame little excuse like that, but I, that was my thought too. I was like, Batman would know this. <laughs> Or maybe like you know you can rationalize it as maybe Batman didn't know that Wonder Woman could say no. 
So he was just like, screw it. And it was like a last ditch effort. He was like kissing her like hand or something like that. She had she had his head pinned under her foot. I mean, it's the cover. It's the cover of the comic too. Yeah. Oh, which is such a great fucking cover. Just like so. Here's her boot, his head on the ground. So here's my question. Yeah. Like, so Batman's like probably like the best martial artist in like the DC universe, mm-hmm. if not any every universe. Top three at least. Mm-hmm. Something like yeah, that, he's not the yeah. best, but he's up there. So can Wonder Woman to beat him like hand to hand, or like they kind of? Oh, yeah, he can well, punch through walls. I think she, regardless she has of the what, strength, or like and she that. has the training. Yeah, like you can't really tai chi that shit, right? Like you, there's, <laughs> there's no redirecting that. Not really. Like, I mean, with his like, with as old as Wonder Woman is, she's got like five hundred change maybe a thousand years of combat experience yeah yeah so she's pretty seasoned um and she does take him down in three four pages the second time they fight yeah mm-hmm. not even two i think it's two it's two quick <laughs> yeah it, it's it was all very it was all very quick it's one of those things where i forgot how quick it was and also now i was just like it's just the end and i'm like wait what there's <laughs> more isn't there i know there's more um i didn't really learn anything too new i i had already read it um but it's just cool just to see like someone use Greek tradition against Wonder Woman, but not in like a not really not really in a menacing way, right? She was just trying to avenge her sister. Um and it's always fun to see like Batman go up against Wonder Woman and, and see what, what would happen outside of his own realm. Uh so with that, we're gonna move right along to Casey. Uh who Ooh. read Me, I'm next? Yeah. No, I can't be. Yeah, two thousand eight. Your books. You are? Who read the uh, the Phil Jimenez run? I, I don't think I signed that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that was a good run. Yeah, I know. Um, in any case, I read uh, the first arc of the Gail Simone run, which was in 2008, uh, starting in Wonder Woman Volume 3, mm-hmm. I think, uh, issue number 14. It's a story called The Circle, and it's got art by Terry and Rachel Dodson, who, if you don't know who they are, and you Dodson, Google, we got Dodson here, and Nobody you cares. Google them now, they <laughs> might draw the best-looking women in comics. Yeah, they also draw great-looking men, but uh, the Dodsons are, are known for their truly vivacious women. Yeah, um, yeah. and Diana looks like an absolute stunner in this comic. So the way that it opens is Hippolyta makes an annual walk down to a prison uh asking the prisoners inside if they repent and they say over and over never there's four different prisoners and they consider it an insult that she comes to ask them every every year on themiscara on themiscara okay, i was picturing, yeah. picturing like alcatraz for some reason no no they're four <laughs> they're four prisons but they're scattered to the ends of each part of the okay. island cool um, so they're, the four prisoners are kept separated. They're, they're all bound. Um, and they're, they're like, we'll, we'll repent under, you know, under one circumstance. And it's like, what? It's like, kill your daughter. And it's like, what? Mm. As the story progresses, you find out that four of the prisoners are actually the original Royal Guard for Hippolyta. And there's more mm. to that as the story goes on. It's, it develops quite nicely over the course of four issues, but uh, we open on Wonder Woman, who's fighting an army of sentient gorilla men, which is great. Um, get Just jump right into the silliness with, with no abandon. Um, a bunch of uh, super smart gorillas under the, uh, I guess under the development of Gorilla Grodd, who you know is an enemy to the Flash, and he's also in Injustice now, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, with telekinesis now. Yeah, he's got all kinds of things. <laughs> so 
Wonder Woman also doesn't have any powers here. Uh, I think it was related to the uh, Amazon's attack storyline that was pretty awful and had come out shortly after Infinite Crisis. Um, I've never been a huge Wonder Woman fan, but I've I've read a fair bit off and on over the years, so I think that's right. Hmm. Um, but what she ends up doing is she manages to subdue all these apes without killing them. Um, all while, you know, really commenting on the strategy in her in her head. At the end, she ends up getting their leader inside the Lasso of Truth, and she ultimately manages to quell them into peace. Um, and she... It's nice. She, she only fights them for a little bit before she... She essentially gets them to kneel before her. Not, like, out of, like, a bow-before-me reverence, but a sort of mutual respect in the sense that, like... I'll help you, you know, from under the thrall of God, like you can, you can be better than you are. It's really, it's really great. Um, it touches the, in a, in a fight scene of maybe four pages, it touches on her ability to be tough, a total badass, a diplomat and a princess all at the same time. So as a first arc for a writer who would be on the book for years, it's already off to a great start. She ends up keeping a bunch of the gorillas in her apartment in the city. (laughs) Because they don't don't really have anywhere else to go. (laughs) Were they Curtis house guests, at least? Yeah, they're they're hanging out, playing chess, you know, having some drinks. As apes do, as intelligent apes do. Oh, so it's gorillas, not gorillas. Not the gorillas. Oh, it's it's the ape. It's ape gorillas. gorillas. Okay, okay. Just checking. Just checking. Yeah, gorillas. I thought that was obvious from the get go. Like I kind of knew it was gorillas. I did, but then yeah. I realized there's two types of gorillas, and I went, "Wait, one of these makes more sense." But I don't think that's the one he's talking about. It, it was the chess <laughs> that gave it away because gorillas uh, are more apt to play chess than gorillas. Yo, dude, Coco takes me down weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Coco's Anyways. dead. Uh, so uh, she has kidding. a secret identity in this too. Um, it's Diana Prince, as you Harambe. might already be aware. Uh, she, she works for the government, uh, the Department of Metahuman Affairs. She works under a guy named Sarge Steele, who's got a robot hand and he's kind of a dick. Um, Mm. and her best friend is Etta Candy, who is a golden age character that used to be her sidekick and have goofy catchphrases like woo woo and get really excited about eating food. Um, (laughs) she was pretty much a 24 page fat joke back in the day. Wait, 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 Um, wait, wait. Is that who's in the movie? Yes. Yeah. That's who was in my run. Uh, Etta Candy. Yeah. Oh, God. Etta Candy's cool. Um, in this, she she's kind of like Wonder Woman's liaison. She refers to herself as her alibi, since she has a secret identity. In my um, run, she shoots someone in the face. Yeah. Ooh. Listen, Etta's had a lot of... Like Wonder Woman, Etta herself has had a lot of different interpretations over the years. In this one, she's, she's pretty sassy. She's a lot of fun. She's a little on the husky side, but, you know, she's cute. She makes it work. Um... So, so you're, working you're very like about the look. You sound like you're trying to Casey. hook her up. She's cool. She's a cool character. I've always kind of had a soft spot for her. Um, no, it's, it's, it sounds like you're trying to hook her up on a blind date. She's a little husky, but she's cute. Yeah, she's cool. yeah well, she, like I her. mean, come on. Give her number. Look for a character that you know, 60, 60, 70 years ago used to just be like a like just a joke of a sidekick. Like, it really didn't do much of anything. Now she's, like, an integral part of Wonder Woman's, like, support team. It's nice to see character growth in 2008. What can I tell you? <laughs> she, works in finance in my, she works in finance in my building. You'll like her. She's nice. Yeah, she's great. 
I mean, teaches aerobics on Wednesdays. I'm not. I'm not really into blondes, but like, what are you gonna do? So, as a, a in her guise as a secret agent, which she has that as well here. Another thing that Simone manages to really sort of combine, although that may have already been established. in, I think Alan Heinberg, the guy who did Young Avengers, was writing this book before she jumped on and tried to reintroduce that. Um, she fights Captain Nazi, who is basically Superman if he were a Nazi. Pretty easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. It turns out that there's a, a global <laughs> conspiracy of uh, neo-Nazis that are now invading Themyscira, the island of the Amazons, which is now more or less mostly empty because I'm pretty sure in Amazon's attack they went to war with humanity and a bunch of them either got killed, banished to the underworld, um, or something. They're basically all gone. So the only people on the island are Hippolyta, Queen of the Amazons, and Wonder Woman's mom, and these four other Amazons that were imprisoned at the time. Hmm. So it's pretty it's pretty desolate. We get another flashback that shows uh, the four royal guards women um, making a blood pact to protect Hippolyta with their lives. But then we find there's a conspiracy on the island. And this is something that's really clever, and i got to give Simone a lot of kudos for coming up with this. The Amazons start to become baby crazy. Oh god! <laughs> In the sense, it's snoo, it's snoo. better than it's better it's better than the, than this, than laying it off as a joke. But there's a great pun. They take wooden carvings of like sandalwood, like almost like little handheld totems that they carved into little baby shapes, and they're called Whittle Babies. Oh, oh like a, a Whittle little baby. angel. Get it? It's pretty good. Oh, Whittle babies. So it, I don't know, like, when you said baby crazy, all I can think of is, like, Futurama, Death by Snoo yeah. Snoo. Pretty, it's, <laughs> it's sort of like that. They're not leaving yes. the island to go to the world of men to make babies or anything, but the concept of it is there's, like, a very core part of being a woman on this island that's related to motherhood. Because all the Amazons on the island are immortal, and there's really nobody new that comes in and shows up. They're all the same people that have, like, always been there for generations. For, like, 3,000 years. For, like, 3,000 years. So, there's, like, a conspiracy that develops that they keep these totems in secret. <laughs> and there's one, a poet, who they think has an actual living baby. But it turns out to just be, like, a larger clay version. The four royal guardswomen who are so overprotective of, like, the methodology and the mindset of the Amazons, they just kill her because of it. Hmm. It goes completely off the rails. Uh, we jump back to the present. Wonder Woman ditches her secret agent garb and puts on her old Amazonian outfit. She's still got some gear. She's got the magical tiara. She's got the magic bracers, and she's got the lasso. So she's not completely helpless without her powers. You know, plus 3,000 years of training. Yeah. <laughs> so while she ties up Captain Nazi and basically gets him to wet his pants by trapping him within the black soul of his own mind, which is something the lasso can totally do, which they don't show you too often, but now that's a thing. That's some Ghost Rider shit. Yeah, right. yeah I was just going to yeah, save it. That's totally Ghost Rider shit. <laughs> you tie up somebody with the lasso of truth, it's almost like the penance stare. Dope. <laughs> it's awesome. We are legion, for we are many. But see, Wonder Woman doesn't have like a vindictive bone in her body. She does it really out of compassion because, you know, even on some level, Captain Nazi like understands what he's doing is wrong and that in ways he's been brainwashed by methodology and this, this, and that. She shows mercy to an enemy that most people would be like, oh, this is the kind of guy Indiana Jones would shoot without a second thought, you know? 
Like, even Nazis. Like, it's a line that, that she'll show mercy to. So Nazis are, in, are invading Themyscira. Hippolyta sends all kinds of monsters after them and fights them herself, all suited up in armor and what have you. And Wonder Woman is having trouble getting back over there because she doesn't think she'll be able to take on an army alone. So she goes to all these other pantheons. She goes to Asgard and speaks to Odin, who won't help. She goes to the House of Thunder in Japan. Wait a minute. And Whoa, wait, are we crossing, are we crossing our uh, streets? She's crossing pantheons, bro. So we're talking Thor realm, Odin, or are we talking... Yeah. Un- yeah? Yeah. Damn. Wait, yeah, are you I know. Wonder Woman? Odin from the, the Marvel Cinematic, or the Marvel Comics, or just like a version of <laughs> No Odin. Anthony Hopkins for you. Son of a bitch. No, but it is Odin, and he's got two pet wolves, and they look pretty rad. Dope. But he so doesn't not, help her. It's not Marvel Comics Odin, it's just Odin. It's just Odin. Look, uh. D- DC's got their own pantheons of gods. I mean, both Marvel and DC have a Hercules, yeah. and they look very similar, but they couldn't be more different. Interesting. Um, yeah. She goes to Japan, no help. She goes to Egypt to get help from Bast, or Bast. I forget how it's said. She's the cat one. Um, and nothing. And she ends up getting one from Kane Miyohai, who is, and I forgot to look this up, and I feel bad that I'm prepared, but I'm pretty sure that he is the Hawaiian god. Interesting. Um, uh, Kunu. Kunu. Yes, he is. He he's the he's the Hawaiian god, not quite of the surf, but he's a warrior god in a lot of ways. And she, like the uh, Hikatea pledges herself to him hmm. and he gives her like a, a totally red red armband which kind of makes her look a little like the ultimate warrior um or like a nazi and maybe. he gives her a <laughs> like seashell a that that will enable her to, <laughs> a seashell that'll enable her to trans to transport to themiscira so she's she's got another god from another pantheon as like her sp- not quite spirit animal but she's now the champion of an entire other pantheon to have enough strength to to take on pretty much anything that'll come at her. Mm. We jump back to another flashback. Hippolyta gets a real baby. And she names it Diana. And she raises it up above all the other Amazons, and everybody gets all jazzed and excited, and she's like, it's the hope of our people. Like, we're no longer, like, trapped in a rut. Mm. Like, we have a focus now. It's a circle and of life. The royal the Royal yeah. Guard go completely... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Royal Guard go completely apeshit. And they start killing all... They, they hatch a plan to kill the queen and kill the baby and kill any other Amazons that get in their way. Nice. Do they throw her off a cliff? Right. And again, we're <laughs> only on part three of part nice. four of the story. Wonder Woman starts fighting Nazis in the present on Themyscira. She gets her gorilla roommates to now team up and help her out. She's got all kinds of other magical equipment. I'm pretty sure that she's rocking the uh, winged sandals of Hermes, and she's also got a shield, which I'm 99% sure is also uh, the shield that uh, Perseus gets to fight off Medusa and what have you. So she's packing mystical artifacts. Um, turns out that not only does she have to fight the Nazis, but she's fighting the released Queensguard who have now killed Hippolyta. So after bending over her mother and giving her a vigil... She tears ass into all these zombies and beats the ever-loving crap out of them. Damn. Until they beg for mercy and she allows them to leave. After everything they've done, she still allows them to leave the island. She takes on her four former sisters who tried to kill her as a wee babe. She gets some sick W face paint on her face. (laughs) 
and she manages to best them as well in combat. And it ultimately, <laughs> with Hippolyta's more or less dying breath, she reveals to the royal guard that it wasn't that the Amazons were united in jealousy, that there was God like a new baby and a new Amazon shared among them, but they all became like a mother to her. So she's like the greatest spirit that Themyscira could ever have. Hmm. That instead of damning them to change, the change is what ended up saving them. The more you know. And the lead the lead Queen's Guard jumps into the water in an effort that appears to be suicide, but she ends up surviving later. Um, and then the Justice League throws Wonder Woman a birthday party, and Etta Candy's invited. <laughs> and everybody gets Slurpees after. Well, everything, look, everything gets nicely wrapped up on Themyscira, and then, you know... <laughs> The Justice League throw her birthday party when she gets so back So Wonder mom is dead, oh but, you God. know, she gets a birthday party, so that's cool, right? She, she's not dead. She the, It only appears that she's dead, okay. but she's recovering. I mean, look, she's, like, basically... She died, like, but she got better. Pretty much. I mean, they, they do it the old... It was just they gas. Do the, they, do the classic, <laughs> they do the classic fake out on you. All right. Um, but Wonder Woman gets a real understanding of who she is, where she comes from, what she what she means to both man's world and the world of the Amazons. It and in four issues, this is the start of Gail Simone's run. And just one other thing I gotta mention about her run later, Wonder Woman eventually fights what I think is the greatest Wonder Woman villain ever invented. Oh god, Cheetah. It's another homunculus that's made out of dirt where all the most evil acts ever committed in man's world ever happen. So like we're talking dirt from Hiroshima, dirt from Auschwitz, like dirt from Africa where there have been like, you know, killings Darfur. under Mugabe or what have you. Yeah, like Darfur. Stuff like that. They've gathered the most evil dirt of all time. They've taken Wonder Woman's corpse from far in the future, fused it all together, and then laced the lasso of truth through her bones. Jesus. And they named it Genocide. Jesus. Jesus. That sounds awesome. That's Gail Simone's writing for you. I've enjoyed probably everything she's ever done from Secret Six to Birds of Prey. I mean, everything she's done for DC. Didn't she do Nightwing for a while? I don't know if she did Nightwing. She did Deadpool for uh, about two years, and that oh, was well. pretty solid. Yeah. Her Marvel writing is, is sparse and very fair and few between, but every t- everything I've read with her in DC has always been a, a, knock- a knockout. Yeah. So, back to you, I was actually was looking at the art a little bit before for, like, the Dobsons. Dude, you're right, man. They look... Yeah. Dude, that is some awesome artwork. I'm telling you, like it's it's like it's everything is smooth. There's such a great attention to detail, and more to that, I mean, they're a they're a brother sister team, I believe, which is pretty cool. But even the coloring in this book, I, I think, is fantastic. Everything, yeah, like, pops. Yeah, because it's like um, I mean, you you guys know better than I do that reading the comics, but a lot of comic book art is very just like fantastical and all the colors and everything's like super shiny that doesn't need to be shiny. And like her report, I'm not saying they're not out of proportion, like the one woman that they, the one woman they drew, but dude, like it looks, she looked awesome. She's like, a brick house, my dude. She looks like an <laughs> MMA fighter. Like six, she could get in the fucking octagon and fuck people up. Six like, foot, it looked really cool. Six foot two, staunchly built. She's got it all. <sighs> She's my height. Things I would have to do. <laughs> she might actually be taller than you. I said that just out of, I'm almost sure that she's as tall as Batman. <laughs> oh God. Jeez. Yeah. Um, to things I would have her do to me, man. Huh? <laughs> snoo snoo, of course. Snoo snoo. Death by snoo snoo. So moving right along. Speaking of death by yeah. snoo snoo. Uh, death by snoo snoo. Let's, uh, let's let's hear about what, like Jason. What did you read, my friend? 
I read 2011 Wonder Woman, and I will keep this short and sweet. Um, basically, what I read was, um, oh god, I'm forgetting the name already. Clash of the Titans, um, with like a Wonder Woman skin on it. Basically, um, it was really cool. It was actually this starts off with with um, Apollo seducing three women for Zeus. Uh, <laughs> As you do when these, you're Apollo. Yeah, these, these three women are standing up on top of the roof of a, of a massive building, right? And the, the three were just like, oh my God. And Apollo just goes, yes. And I was like, all right, good joke. Um, and they're like, how did you get this room? And he's like, ah, it's part of my job. <laughs> and um, then he's like, you know, listen, like he starts like having Zeus, I believe, speak through these three women. And... They're like asking about about his dad and everything. They're like, "Oh, so you're like you're gonna you're a prince. You're the son of a king." He goes, "Yeah, like a son king, right? Like it, you know." And he spells it S U N. And uh, he's basically like waiting for the sun to rise. And he goes, "Oh, there's dear old dad." And uh, he's explaining to them like briefly, like one of them is gonna have Zeus's baby, and they're going to get killed. Or attempted to be killed by Zeus's daughter, another daughter of Zeus's rather, um, and it's gonna throw everything all to to shit. Hmm. Um, the sun finally rises and it just burns all four of these people to bone, and they just fall, and it all of a sudden it just skips to Virginia. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you see, Hermes, not Hermes Conrad. My favorite Jamaican, but so many Futurama references this episode. <laughs> Futurama can be referenced anywhere, Casey. Um, Hooray! Good news, everyone! Damn it, Casey, Good you took what everyone. I was going to say. <laughs> Bad news, no man. Um, I think if we cosplay this, like Greg would be a good uh, fry. Yeah, Greg would be a good fry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all I do is eat pizza and drink beer anyway, so. Can I be Bender? Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Shite <laughs> by my shiny middle ass, everybody. Back on with the story. <laughs> um, so you, you get thrown into Virginia and you see Hermes. Uh, Hermes is like essentially breaking into this farmhouse where what looks to be one of the blonde girls that were on top of the roof um, pulling a gun on him. You know, Hermes, the god, uh, the messenger guard, god. Um, he's like, hey, uh, by the way, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like something's happening. Like some some shit's about to go down. Uh, next splash page is that you actually see this peacock-cloaked woman um, starting to create a couple of centaurs. And the way she does this is by cutting their fucking heads off. <laughs> and Sorry. the second I see that bunch of pony heads all over the floor, I'm like, this is going to be a good comic. I was like, I really like this. You guys picked the right one for is me. Is it written by the human centipede dude? Because that's what it <laughs> Yeah, it like. is. Yeah, it's written by somebody that's German, I'm pretty sure. No, it's actually <laughs> written by... Um, it's written by Brian Azzarello. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. written by the guy who essentially created the Heath Ledger version of Joker. Yeah, noise. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> she's uh, she's starting to destroy a couple of horses, and she's creating centaurs who are now her henchmen. Um, you don't really know who this woman is right away. Uh, you see that Hermes actually, you know, starts to protect this girl, and her name's actually Zola. Um, Hermes Zola? throws a Zola. Yeah. <laughs> He throws Sorry. a key at her to get her out of the way, and here it teleports her into London, and it teleports her right smack dab into Diana's room. Uh, she goes over to, like, touch Diana, and Diana just grabs her in a fucking chokehold and was like, who are you? What are you doing in my room? What the hell? 
and uh, she's about to like throw down on her, and all of a sudden she like shows her the key, and Diana's like, "Give me that key right now, like just give it to me." And she's like, "Uh, no." And she goes, "Okay." She's like, "I'm not gonna take it from you." She's like, "I just," she's like, "I can take it from you if I want to, um, but I'd rather you give it to me willingly." And then she just opens up her like bureau, or her uh, her wardrobe, and you just see all Wonder Woman's gear. And she's like, oh, this girl Zola's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, here you go. Here's a fucking key. Um, they use the key. They go right back to Hermes in Virginia. And Wonder Woman uh, throws down on these two centaurs. Or are they minotaurs? They have horse bodies, people, tops. Those centaurs. 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 Okay. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> it always confuses me. Um, so she destroys them. It... To flash forward a little bit, um, you find out that this woman who's actually walking around creating centaurs is uh, Hera, Zeus's wife. Fucking Hera. And it's always Hera. It is. She's a woman scorned, Greg. Dude, if, if so Zeus mad is right sleeping now. with ladies, Hera's behind it. Behind yeah. the back. <laughs> it's, it's always. Exactly. So Hera now wants to destroy Zola. They... They find themselves, Wonder Woman and Zola, find themselves on Themyscira and Wonder Woman's mother, uh, Hippolyta, right? Mm-hmm. Hippolyta, yeah. Hippolyta. Hippolyta. She starts explaining to uh, Diana that, listen, like, I don't want Hera to attack you. I have something to tell you. Um, and she actually reveals that Diana was never made out of clay. Right, she tells her that that's how she she found her. She created a a little clay baby in the in the beach, and she woke up the next day and she had a baby in her hand. I was like, that's adorable. Uh, she's like, that's not really what <laughs> happened. She's like, I went toe to toe with Zeus. Um, I went toe to toe with him in two different ways. Yeah, hmm? <laughs> and you see a Wait, very very. Okay, so when a man loves a woman, Greg. They make they a baby went heels out of clay. to Jesus. They make a baby out of clay and Zeus, they call it Diana. Zeus puts on a little Al Green. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's ready to rock and roll. <laughs> nice. You see a very, very sensual uh, and erotic splash out, <laughs> and she's like, you uh, "Choose, choose those words wisely, Jason." Because spl- splash out, like that could be no, could no, be no, 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 Dave. He splashed in. Um, <laughs> so and thus Wonder Woman. Hey, and then you have Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. You have. This demi-Amazonian half-god, you know. So, um, Hera actually finds out that she is, um, you know, Zeus's daughter as well. And she's, like, pissed again. She's like, what the fuck? Like, why why is Zeus sleeping around? I'm just going to kill everybody that happens to be birthed from Zeus. And I'm just, I'm, I'm going to still love him, of course. Uh, Zeus disappears uh, for some time, and uh, did he go out to get a pack actually... of cigarettes? Yeah, he kind of did. <laughs> he kind of did. It was awesome. What he actually does, though, is he grows and he he becomes bald. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Casey, and correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, he goes bald. He starts wearing sunglasses and he grows this crazy ass goatee. He looks just like Master Roshi from Dragon Ball. Okay. <laughs> and he just starts drinking in a bar. And Apollo shows up and he's like, hey, man, I'm worried about you. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, everything's cool. I just I don't really give a shit about anything anymore. Um, and I, ba- I what I've taken from this is that Zeus has lost his powers or he's at least dethroned himself somehow. So Hera is now on a rampage trying to kill the offspring of Zeus um, from women other than her. And she's also trying to take the throne for herself as well. 
Uh, Diana. I just want to mention that the yeah. guy that you think is Zeus is actually Ares, the old man drinking. Oh, it the is. Bar. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, all right. Because he makes that Apollo makes that. Well, first of all, Apollo refers to him as a brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and then he says to you, "War, a man who's vital now more than ever." Uh huh. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. But um, all right. So Zeus is not Master Roshi. It sucks. Damn it! Damn. Damn. I quit. No. So um, anyway, they <laughs> Hera's trying to trying to kill everybody. Hera ends up uh, essentially confronting uh, Hippolyta. And Hippolyta is like, I'm so sorry, my God, like, I betrayed you, like, this isn't how your people should should behave, and she bows down in front of her, and all of a sudden, all the Amazonians show up, and they're here to protect Hippolyta and, and defend their queen, right? And you see Hera just, like, look down, and she you think that she's going to end up lopping her head off, and she's like, Hippolyta, like, I'm so sorry, and then, like, it just cuts out. You see the next page, and he or she turned Hippolyta into stone, and you see snakes everywhere. And you can only imagine that those snakes are actually the Amazonians. Um, nice. So she just she just fucks everybody up. And at first, he thought that she was going to show mercy, but she's an angry god, so she's not going to. Um, she continues on her on her rampage, and she's trying to still qu- uh, kill Zola and Diana, uh, and she also wants to take the throne over. Well, they actually partner up. Um, Diana partners up with this man named Lennox, uh, an English guy. Uh, he kind of looks like a thug, almost like a, a ruffian, if you will. Uh, and they cr- they <laughs> form a plan. And he's like they're... a B-list John Constantine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's he, like uh... the Dash Rendar to Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> so they form a plan yes. with him, and and Lennox's plan, or Lennox's part of the plan, is to actually go and talk to Hades. Now, I originally thought that Hades was actually. Diana's uh, father, and I think that's how they portray it in the uh, in the Justice League TV show, the cartoon. Did they? And so that's why I was a little bit confused. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hades. Is well, I remember Diana's Hades father. had like a love affair with Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Oh, but so Hades had some loveies. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But anyway, Hades. Um, Shows up uh, right after Cerberus, you know, the three-headed dog, uh, tries to attack Lennox, and he calms Cerberus down. And uh, you see Hades looks really strange, man. He's he's basically the size of a child with candles on his head, and all the wax is melting off, covering his eyes, and only his mouth is showing. It's pretty cool. Fucking really Brian Esmerello, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's basically like, it'd be a character from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that, it's that style. And uh, he he gets Hades involved, and he's trying to have Hades just strike a match for him, uh, or light a cigarette, rather. Uh, Meanwhile, you see Diana actually um, starting to go toe-to-toe with Poseidon. And Poseidon is this gigantic serpent-type, just fish monster, um, instead of looking like a human, which is fucking awesome. But, like, you're like, what's going on right now? Um, They all meet up together, and all of a sudden, Hera shows up. And Lennox is continuously just being like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta give me a light, Hades. Like, you gotta light my cigarette for me. Just please do it." Like, he just keeps trying to get him to bargain with him. Um, I gotta, I gotta smoke, you guys. Yeah, he's like, I just, ha- I gotta get a smoke, man. My Virginia Slims. <laughs> so do anything for a drag. After, just one drag. After Hera shows up, they're like, "Hera, we know what your plan is, you know." And and 
Diana is actually exercising basically her her political status, and she's like, "Listen, Hera, like you can be the queen, but you're gonna have Poseidon rule in the daytime and Hades rule at night, and you're gonna have to you know do this." And Hades and Poseidon are looking at each other like, "You fucking kidding us? Like, no, like it's one or the other. It's not both of us that you know in the day or night." Um, but the whole plan was to get all three of them together and have their power and have Poseidon. I believe it's Poseidon's trident and Hades's uh, candlestick in the same area so they actually smash them all together somehow and they end up banishing Hera into what I believe is some fucking mirror dimension from Superman I don't really know <laughs> the <fucking> Phantom Zone <laughs> the Phantom Zone yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um, they end up they end up really getting her stuck though and um, and basically Hera tries to attack Wonder Woman one last time and Wonder Woman just kind of like phases away from her and they, they banish her, they, they imprison her for a while. Um, all the while, out of nowhere, like Hades is like, well, I guess that was a good plan and just decides to turn around and walk back down like the river sticks and Poseidon's like, <laughs> okay, like good on you. That was pretty clever. I enjoy that. Um, out of nowhere, this girl Zola, who's been complaining about not having a family, sees like her mom who... You know, she hasn't seen her while she lost her some time ago. She starts walking towards her, and then she just gets wrapped up. And here Hades is uh, actually grabbing onto her and taking her uh, away from everybody. And it just fucking ends. <laughs> and I don't know if there's another part, but it was like a serious cliffhanger. Nice. And Casey, if you know anything else, or if there's another, you know. No, you you nailed it. You nailed part it. Part to this. All right. I have a I have a weird fondness for this. <clears throat> story uh, i really like cliff chang's art in yeah. it i think the he don't he only does the first four issues but they're all pretty good mm-hmm. um i think the cover of the first issue is what sells it for me and i actually showed this to dave on a train not yeah. too long ago it's just wonder woman leaving into battle with a bloody sword just deflecting like hundreds of arrows yeah and i tell people it's like reading wonder kratos <laughs> you're not wrong yeah it's funny enough because like jason's run that was when i was gonna go that originally i would thought i was gonna read no. Greg changes it up. That's how he keeps us on our yeah. toes every week. Yeah. I make sure Dave reads the old stuff until he's used to it, and then I give him the new stuff, and then I give him the old stuff again. But I like the old stuff, though. That's well, the that, thing. That's why, that's, like, I really that's enjoy also it. That's why I give it to you, too, because I know you enjoy the, the old um, art style and the old way of writing, too. So, And I don't. Well, I like so, the squeaky clean new stuff. Yeah, which is what yeah. Chris The has. newest of the new. The newest of the new. So new, I was like, holy crap. This basically looks like the costume from the movie, because basically... It fucking is. It's the new costume from the movie. <laughs> yep. So uh, I got the newest, the uh, the Rebirth series of uh, Wonder Woman, which is basically a rebooting in 2016, and um, I basically got the origin story. There was another story that was in the future, but I didn't finish that one, so I'm just going to talk about the origin one that I did finish. Cool. Yeah. Capiche? We good? We yeah. on the same page here? Now yeah, I'm okay. hungry. Cool. Now you're hungry. Same page with different books. Oh, I love books. And I love comic books. Like the one I read. That was called Rebirth. Wonder Woman. Good callback. Woo! Awesome. Cool. So, uh, this one starts out <laughs> on um, Themyscira. Themyscira? Mm-hmm. Not going to work here anymore. Themyscira? Themyscira. Themyscira? I don't know. I keep the saying Themyscira. The <laughs> yeah, Themyscira. I'm like, I want to say the mascara, and I know it's wrong. So, Themyscira. All right. So there the is the island. What with all them ladies on it? Yeah, island. Amazonia. It, yeah, I'm just gonna call it Amazonia. <laughs> We're just gonna say are. the island of South America from now on. All right, cool. So the island of South America, uh, the Amazonians. 
Um, they're kind of living there, doing their own thing. Uh, Diana is hanging out with her mom, uh, doing, you know, the Amazonian thing, running around, having competition, shooting uh, arrows. She's kicking ass at it. Um, and basically, meanwhile, in the modern day worlds, we have Captain Steve Trevor, um, who I thought his first name was Trevor. Then I found out his name was Steve because people kept calling him Steve and I was really confused. But it's Steve, Captain <laughs> Steve Trevor. Anyways, he uh, and his troop are going on a mission. And as they're on a mission in this plane, their plane gets shot down and it crash lands on uh, the island of South America. And all the Amazonians are like, what the hell is happening? Um, and they all kind of rush out and they see this giant thing they've never seen before, i.e. the plane. And everybody's dead except for this one dude, Captain Steve Trevor. They see this giant thing they've never seen before, and Steve Trevor has no pants on. That's true. <laughs> accurate. Terrible. So, um, Why did I so basically, they, <laughs> they rescue Steve. Uh, they kind of nurse him back to health kind of while he's still unconscious. They're, they're going through the remnants of the ship. Um, they find guns. They're like, what the hell is this? I don't know. And they figure out, oh, it's, uh, it's a, a weapon. It's way faster than arrow. It shoots uh, way further. It's much louder. Um, and they notice that all the soldiers inside were all wearing the same symbol. So even though they had kind of similar things, they realized they had the same symbol, which was the American flag. So they realize, okay, we we think they're soldiers, and this is kind of what their um, what their culture is like. This is the symbol of their culture, this red, white, and blue symbol. Um, so it also took me a little while to realize that they actually also uh, do not speak the same language. So not everybody speaks English. They speak their Amazonian, um, and they have trouble communicating with Steve. And basically, uh, Queen Amazonia, what's her name? Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Yeah, again, I'm really bad with these Thank things. you, Chris. I, I'm, I'm so glad I'm not the only one right. I can remember, remember shit. So Hippolyta is like, all right, this is a sign. Um, we have to we have to send someone to the world of men. We have to have, we have, to have someone escort Steve uh, and these fallen troops back uh, over. And whoever we send, like once they leave the island, they will not be able to come back. So they basically then hold a... Uh, gladiator-esque uh olympic e event um which comes down to basically the the top three contenders one of which of course is diana um and the final the final competition is hey we're gonna take this gun that we found on this uh the ship and i'm gonna shoot it at you and you have to deflect it and if you can't deflect it you lose the one who deflects this will be the winner um first lady tries uh, she gets shot. All right. Second lady tries. Of course. She gets shot. Jeez. Uh, third lady, Diana, um, who, by the way, is still recovering from being bit by a snake, uh, which was I thought was pretty, you know, Adam and Eve style. I thought mm. it was kind of weird, but didn't really pay off later. I don't know if it pays off later in the actual the rest of the comics, but whatever. Mm. Um, she does it because she's a badass um, and she gets it and moves on. Um, so they decide they're going to send Wonder Woman back with Steve, who is very confused why all these people are now shooting themselves and trying to kill each other. Uh, (laughs) So basically, based off of the American flag they find, they decide to make Wonder Woman armor with the same color scheme so that they'll know that she's kind of coming to help them out. They also take the remnant, which made like a ton of sense. Um, They take the plane that crashed, they fix it up, and they make it invisible. So they can fly. Uh, they can fly Ooh. back. Wow! 
Uh, yeah, I, how do they do just it? Just invisible Friggin paint. Magic. Um, it was an Asgardian uh, recipe, I guess. I don't know. They just do stuff. It looks like magic to us. And I don't know. I just made that up. Anyways, <laughs> Amazonians, very crafty with their plane building skills. Mm-hmm. So they make an invisible plane. Um, Diana has her gauntlets like she usually has, um, but they actually give her the lasso of truth, what they, which they call the perfect. Um, they basically say this is made by the gods, and if you're going on this mission, you should take this with you. So, uh, dangerous go alone. Take this. Yeah, take this. So then she, Steve, and the the bodies of the other soldiers are, are, are load loaded back on the plane, and they fly it. Um, they fly it back. Um, so Steve then kind of uh, they have him meet up with his former troop, uh, who's I guess led by Etta Candy, is like his looks like his supervisor pretty much. Uh, and they don't really know what to make of Wonder Woman. They're like, uh, who's this crazy tall lady that is dressed all weird that just flew back with a bunch of dead soldiers and this one captain that survived? Steve says no, she's a friend, but they still lock her up because they don't know what to do. Mm. Um, during this time, she, um, while she's locked up, they go get a... Uh, professor uh, Barbara Ann Minerva, doctor, sorry, doctor. She's paid for that PhD. She's Dr. Ann Minerva. <laughs> so she shows up and she kind of figures out that it's a kind of a tweaking of Greek language. Um, and then she gets kind of confused because some of the stuff she's talking about is Greek and some of it's Roman. I thought that was kind of funny because I always get confused and they say, screw it. It's just a combination of the two that they're doing. It's Groman. Groman. So they end up being able to talk. Um, and they're talking. Wouldn't it be Reek? Also, Reek? Reek. Roman Reek? It'd be Reek. Yeah, it's Reek. Reek. No, that, that, that's the dude with no penis and no fingers from Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's true. Oh, man. That's a, that's that's a character? That's, that's actually yeah. a thing? Yeah. Reek. Thing. Watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. It'll get on you. Dave, Dave what? doesn't like Game You haven't watched it? What? Yeah. That's a whole yeah. other podcast in itself. All right, you got it. Okay. Uh, anyways, they're standing outside the cell that that Wonder Woman's in. They're talking about like we don't know what to do with her. Um, like we don't know why she came here. And then she basically like rips. She just like pushes through the cell, like rips the the bars off the wall, and is like, "I came here to help." And they go, "Well, this pointless to keep her like locked up because clearly she can basically just walk out of here anytime she wants." Um, so then they decide to go out into the world. And they're, they decide to go to a mall. I don't know why they decide to go a mall. But they go to a mall. And she's like, what's this? The smell of all this air and all these people. And she's never seen children before. And they go <laughs> to get a uh, margarita. And during this time, it's yeah, they're like, they literally go to get a margarita. They're basically sitting down at, I'm assuming, is the DC version of Chili's. And while this happens... <laughs> Uh, all of a sudden, gunfire breaks out, and there's this terrorist organization that is now uh, starting to shoot up the mall. So Wonder Woman jumps, and she and Steve, uh, mostly her, but she used the lasso to like throw Steve around, which is kind of funny. And they end up knocking out the guys. Um, also during this time, they found out that if you everyone is holding on to the uh, lasso of truth, um, they can all understand each other. So they're able to kind of talk that way even though not everybody speaks the same language um so they end up capturing these terrorists and it turns out and i thought this was kind of funny it's a terrorist organization seer which is kind of like sears like the department store Mm. 
is an evil organization of terrorists bent on making strange. crappy appliances and one sentient la- and one sentient laundry machine. Yeah, one sentient laundry <laughs> machine. Um, and they're talking to these guys, and they realize that these guys have been pretty much brainwashed with like a rage virus type of thing, where they just they have the desire to kill. So then, um, Doctor Minerva is like, "Hey, Diana, you've seen the symbol that is like tattooed on these guys' chests before." She goes, "Yeah." She goes, "Well, they're known as Seer, which is also an anagram for Aries." Oh, oh. I don't know what this is That's supposed to mean. An- anagrams Stop. are like the laziest writing thing in the world. Ever. Especially when it's Sears. I know. Like they have great sales on jeans, but they're <laughs> not the best terrorist organization. And me- so basically, they find out, all right, so now Aries is behind all this. Um, so then, voila, here comes Aries. Diana. <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want one thing from you. All I want is to get back to your island. And <laughs> so Diana's like, Casey, I'm so sorry. I'm totally ruining this for you. Oh my god! Especially because he looks fucking scary yeah. in this one. He basically looks like Sauron, which of course I'm a big fan of. But he basically <laughs> is Sauron. So he shows Good up, back. and uh, she goes. She's like, well, uh, to save these people. I'll do anything. I'll do anything you want. What name it? Uh, and yeah, that's why he says he's, he's got black speech bubbles with a red outline. He does oh, have black speech. He's terrifying. It, it, it's he's like terrifying. my aim old chat font is what that it is. pretty much. If Darth Maul could be a speech bubble, that's what the speech bubble is. Oh my God. <laughs> but in Comic Sans, oh, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm going to read your mind to find out where your island is. But then she, when she once left the island, she actually doesn't know how to get back. Um, so he's like, that's stabs his fingers into her brain. He does. He does stabs his finger into he her just... brain um, and tries to read her mind. Um, and then, kind of while that happens, um, a bit of a Cinderella moment happens, or a, a, a Sleeping Beauty, where a bunch of animals that are representative of gods show up and are standing around, um, and then. The animals and uh, Wonder Woman just decide to kick Ares' ass. They just go to town on him. Um, I thought it was kind of funny because it was a big buildup to probably about only two pages worth of fighting. And then he was just, she basically exploded him with the. But uh, there is that, that totally red, like double page spread where it's the star in the center and all the panels kind of fan out. Yeah. It's just basically each one is like a pow, thwap, but much more badass with like deer mm-hmm. and stuff headbutting him. Um, so they defeat Ares, but um, I, and he explodes into crows and wolves. Yeah, he explodes. <laughs> um, it was a little anticlimactic, though. I thought like the fight would have lasted longer, but whatever. Um, and then in the end, uh, they you know they needed to find out that his terrorist organization was going to unleash basically this rage virus uh, on a large group of people, and. Um, so then Wonder Woman just like flies around the world looking to figure out where this where is going to release it. They eventually affected with what? Eventually track it down this this rage virus bomb um and she kicks the terrorist ass and um then they go out for drinks again. They go get tequila and that's the end. They go back they go back they, to they go, yeah, they, they go, go back. <laughs> they go back to the <laughs> birthday party. Is what they got. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing ends 
with them drinking tequila. Okay. And like God. done. Okay. As everything should. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, funny enough, Chris, like my run is very, very similar. Uh, they're fighting Aries also. They beat him the exact same way. And like much um, with the lasso. <laughs> but also with the fucking gun. Like it's the same exact thing where it's like um. In order for for Diana to be like the chosen warrior of the gods, she has to survive a thing over called like the thunderclap or something like that. They called it, and they take it out. It's like it's a, a weapon that has killed many Amazons. You know, it has the sounds of thunder and it's a fucking gun. <laughs> Man, and the same thing. She's like ding ding ding. Yeah, she's super fast. Um, but she was really cool. She was kicking some. She was kicking some ass. Um, I really like the the art. I'm a big fan of like squeaky clean looking things. This was very uh, very sharp, very vibrant. Lots of great colors in there. This is this is Nicola Scott, uh, probably one of the most prolific female comic book artists of all time. Yeah. Um, making making a big way with this new run on Wonder Woman. Nice. It was great. Uh, so I enjoyed it, and that's um, that's let's get tequila. Let's get tequila. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> I have awesome. tequila. Ooh. Hey guys, good news, everyone! Good news, ah, everyone! Time for the secret question. So tonight we talked about uh, all the, the Wonder Woman comics that we had read, uh, what we learned, what we liked, what we didn't like, and even a whole shit ton of future Futurama references. Some <laughs> fucking hell. I don't know how it happens. I'm working on <laughs> sunshine. Oh, um, <laughs> what? Give me more Diana Prince comics, please. Um, <laughs> my secret question is, what's your favorite Futurama episode? No, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's not the <laughs> oh, I can tell you. Anything with Void I, 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 can, I can tell you what my favorite one is. The one with the dog. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Piece of shit. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Why are, Why are we still Everyone doing Slurm? Slurm. Everybody fucking cries. Yeah. All, about cry, fucking... All about Slurm. All about Slurm. Wibbity wab wab wazzle. No. I'm, I'm so tired. I mean, like, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep this one a little brief because we're, we're already going over time as it is. Unless you're, I did a good job in editing this. You listen to this on iTunes and then we're exactly on time. We'll have to find out later. Um, I'm dying every time. Bad gal, you funky podcast. Secret question. What I want to know it. is, obviously, the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie is out. It's taking place during World War One. Uh, we kind of know what's going on. If you were to create a sequel for Wonder Woman, you know, freaking, we all know Zack Snyder is kind of out of the picture for a little bit, at least for the Justice League movie. They come to you. DC comes to you and says, all right, we need help with Wonder Woman 2. Um, which one of the stories that we read tonight would you want to pick for Wonder Woman 2? And we're going to go with, oh, geez, literally Jason just started moving more than Chris. It was a tie until you turned the chair. And now that's the one time that's ever happened. (laughs) I'm a fidgety bitch. Yes. And Jason is a stoic knight. (laughs) So, Jason. Oh, yeah. Uh, I moved a whole bunch because I wanted to go because I'm basically Slurms McKenzie right now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> Especially with the sunglasses. Yeah. So I would go with my story because I want to just see, um, like I said, Clash of the Titans, but with, you know, DC characters instead. The end. Okay. And fuck you, Zack Snyder. <laughs> Aw, poor Zack Snyder. Uh, let's go with uh, Doc Chris for the next one. Ah, oh, crap. Um, I'm going to second Jason's. Because it sounded pretty epic, and mine was kind of straightforward. While I did enjoy it, I do like me some Greek mythology. 
done. Nice. Nice. Um, Casey. There's a lot to Dave's that I think is really one of the most comprehensive in terms of an origin story. And Chris has that too. So ours but, are instantly disqualified. I was thinking that also. Right, because they're probably going to be used in the first movie. Um, I refuse to go with Jason's because I will not allow this to be a consensus. <laughs> uh, so I will choose uh, mine. But he really chooses Jason. Mine works on a couple of levels because you can you can continue what I hope will be a, a trend where you have sort of a, a flashback story and a present day story. Um with regard to Wonder Woman, all under one framing device. And it's something that works well in a lot of movies. It works well in Guardians, for example. Um, But my story gives you the opportunity for her to fight bad guy Amazons, which are probably not going to be in the first film. Um, It gives you a little more play with Hippolyta. Uh, It probably shows more of her birth. Um, And, you know, the title of it is The Circle. It's a cool name, and it's about things kind of coming full circle. Um, you know, doesn't have to have Nazis in it. You could probably replace that too. But there's a lot of elements in 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 my story. I think work great for a sequel because she will already be established, mm. and it's predicated on the fact that you already know kind of who she is and where she comes from, and hits you with some twisties, Mister mm. Nazi. Uh, yeah. Dave is the center, not the circle. Yeah, I was waiting for someone to correct me. I was me on waiting that. for Casey to stop talking. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, I yeah. <laughs> so then you're next, Dave. Um, honestly, I want to see your run, Greg, just because I'd like to see, like, I mean, we'll probably see it in maybe Justice Dude. League, but I want to see Wonder Woman and, and Batman go That's at it. That's going to be the next on one. On screen. If, if you think it's not, I know it's going to be. It's, it has to be. But it's, it'd be cool to see, because in yours, again, like, Wonder Woman's established, mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, there's United Nations, pretty much. Um, you learn more about, like, Wonder Woman and her history, where, like, this, this woman learned, basically, like, how to have one woman be like her protector and stuff like that. So it probably won't be as epic as the first movie, but then again, we don't know what's to be in the first movie. Um, but I'd want to see that like a battle between Batman and then one woman on screen. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, we already got like a little teasing of that during Batman V Superman. When they, yep. And we know it can know be done. It can be done. We know they've already kind of met each other. They have an established relationship. Um, but hopefully a better climax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, 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 and it has such a cool thing, too, because it brings in, like, the, the Greek mythology into it. And, you know, it's it's a briefer, it's a more brief story. So you can take that idea and maybe expand it into, you know, an hour and a half, two hour movie by adding maybe elements from the Justice League movie or whatever, assuming it's going to be good, which who knows at this point. But for me as well, it's going to be the Hecatea. Um, and also for those of you kind of um, listening or watching too, we read mostly, well, we, we read all Wonder Woman comics, but if you get a chance on Netflix, uh, go through the Justice League cartoon because those are yeah. damn fine examples of Wonder Woman. Um, she's like super angried up, especially when you're going into Unlimited and it's it's just a great watch. And also the, um, the animated movie, which has, has been getting a lot of um, recognition and press lately. It's fucking awesome. Carrie Russell is the voice of Wonder Woman. Uh, I believe it was Nathan mm. Fillion as the voice of um, Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. So it's great. Doesn't matter. It's Nathan Fillion. It's gonna be yeah. Good. It's, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Nathan uh, Fillion. Nathan definitely, Fillion. definitely go watch those as well before you go see the Wonder Woman movie if you haven't already. 
Highly recommend both of them. And with that, we... And Dr. Octopus is Aries. And Dr. Octopus. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, really? Oh, Alfred Molina. Yeah. No yeah, shit. Molina. I forgot about that. Yep. And with that, that's officially all the time that we have for tonight. This has been issue number 102, Comic Book Club Wonder Woman. Thank you so much for everyone uh, who tuned in live. Uh, we did this, or are doing this, on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, next week, we will obviously be talking about the Wonder Woman live action movie, so uh, come and join us live then. Uh, these always go up usually the following uh, that this weekend or maybe on Monday depending what time permits on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, pretty much wherever you can listen to a podcast we, we throw this up on um, with sometimes replays on our Facebook page as well. Uh, thanks everyone who rates, comments, is all the, gives all the feedback that we need in order to improve the show. We appreciate it as always and you know we don't really pay for advertisements so you telling your buddies to come in and tune in is literally the advertisement all the advertisement we need and would ever want because it's genuine and it's great um gentlemen we will see you next time or we'll see you another time rock on never or never hooray never and we are out we're still in a holding pattern for a little yes Stopping recording. Good show, guys. Yeah, that was awesome.